for planners. Crypto for planners. Crypto for planners. Crypto for planners. Crypto. Watch us boss and land token. About to get more. Wanna become a master? This with these tips for. Crypto for planners. This a crypt show. Crypto. Watch us boss and eat. About to get more. Wanna become a master? That's what these tips for. Crypto for planners. It's a crypt show. Ah. tuned in to crypto for planners all financial advisors are welcome to crypto for planners crypto for planners welcome back to the crypto for planners podcast we are kicking off season two with uh, Steve here, and we are just, again, so grateful for all the fun we had last year and can't wait to uh, dig in even deeper to how RAs can offer digital assets and understand digital assets in 2022. Yeah, we saw mass adoption by RAs. Well, maybe mass adoption is a little strong, but we saw significant adoption by RAs offering digital asset services to their clients. And so what we want to talk through today is really some of the options available and what the challenges look like for 2022 for RIAs who want to go this route. Yeah, no, uh, no, no predictions, no uh, lame New Year's resolutions. You know, I, I usually have trouble keeping mine after a couple of days anyways. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to dig into um, the real world challenges that an RA would face uh, to be able to do this. So, Challenge number one we have is who is your audience going to be? Yeah, and that's a that's a great question because it goes back to what we've dealt with in the advisory profession for so long. Who's our ideal client? Who are we focusing on? And those can look like a bunch of different options, whether they be uh, business owners or families or retirees or really anything we've we've tried to target in this business. Yeah, it's it. it What's interesting about this particular niche is there we we just simply don't understand very well who you know digital asset investors really are. Are they all crypto anarchists that are you know libertarian leaning, wanting to burn all government you know uh, institutions to the ground? Are they just tech savvy people? Are they you know software engineers? Like who who really are these uh, crypto adopters, or are they you know? Uh, just like everybody else, you know, is there, is there a distinguishing characteristic or not? I don't think we, we know yet, but you have to start with who, who are you going to focus on? Because that's going to shape everything else. Right. And if you don't, if you don't know that, if you, if you approach, you know, your 401k traditional small business, you know, kind of client with nothing but, you know, institutional grade uh, information, it's just not going to work. No, it, it's not because it's really going to drive, like you said, what products you're going to offer. So I know at our firm, we've had clients really just run the gamut of, of different profiles, whether they be, you know, elderly retired, you know, retired clients have really enjoyed it, some of them. And of course, some of them are younger. Um, so it really just depends on, on what conversations you want to have with people, because they also look very different based on the demographic you're working with. Yeah. And I've always thought it's interesting to think of client niches almost as personality types like what's what's a money personality type you know i i i tip typically work better with people who are willing to be like family stewards people who are willing to delay gratification today in order to help their family out instead of like you know money vips that need to flaunt and have their 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 resources show how successful they are i you know i typically don't have good 
connection and conversations with those. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's not so easy just to say, you know, this generation of clients or, hey, millennials want this. It goes right. so much deeper than that into what their values are, of course, but also it really what they're reading and what they're into and what they want their portfolio to look like. So you have to dive deeper, I think, than just, hey, you know, Gen X clients want this and millennials, right. this study says that. I, I don't think that's super helpful in a lot of cases. No, I agree. And that's, I think it's why it's so essential to start there. So second um, challenge that we um, kind of see and how RAs can uh, deal with adoption of digital assets is how deep down this rabbit hole do you really want to go? Um, what kind of product offerings do you, do you really want to have as a uh, solution for this audience that you just picked? Yeah, I have a presentation I give for the CDAA class that breaks them down into three categories for advisors, that is. That is crypto educators. Are you just going to talk about crypto and maybe even do a project here and there? Crypto allocators, we're just looking for exposure. So maybe the Bitcoin spot ETFs are the answer for you. Or crypto managers, we are actually managing crypto on chain. And each is a different level down the rabbit hole and even kind of in different directions. So I think that's a great question to figure out how much time are you going to spend and what are you going to spend it on in this industry? Yeah, we're, we're still so early that, again, is, is this just an alternative that you want exposure to? Or do you really need to know everything there is to know about another asset class like, you know, commercial REITs or, you know, if you, if you were going to replace crypto with another alternative asset class, you know, oil and gas rigs, like how much time and energy do you really want to spend? And um, I think it's interesting because it ties back to what you, you said something really helpful. What kind of conversations do you want to have? You know, which ones are interesting to you? And that I think helps shape the, 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 the level of, you know, do I want to just be an educator an allocator? Or do we want it to just go full board with this? Yeah. If you just want to say there's something here, I think you should be part of because this is clearly going somewhere. Uh, but we don't know where yet, then maybe the Bitcoin ETF is the way to do. Let's throw between two and 5% in your portfolio and go that direction. Or maybe for a lot of us who are involved in the DAO or, or CDAAs feel more strongly about the future. And we want to say, hey, this is absolutely where the future is. We want to start moving an appropriate amount of assets over to this system. Yeah. And, and as the product offerings become more and more and more numbered, I think this is really a question you do have to think through because there's just going to be more and more variations of these different sort of stages that you describe. So uh, got to have a little clarity because it's just going to become overwhelming. I would say the, the third uh, challenge that uh, RAs need to be thinking through is what, what exactly is this business model going to look like? Um, you know, we have AUM, AUA, all sorts of other initials, flat fee arrangements, project arrangements. That there, there's so many different ones. What, what are you thinking? RA should be thinking about. Yeah, we're having that discussion in our firm right now, and I know other advisors out there can think back to how many times they've come up with a great investment strategy or product <laughs> they wanted to use, only to be held up by maybe it's a selling agreement, maybe it's regulation, but more often than not, they're held up by the billing model. And somebody comes in and says, yeah, you can do this, that, and the other, and the product really is good, except you say, well, how do you bill? Oh, well, you, you just bill your client separately. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I, then anything's open to me in the whole world. If you can't facilitate some of my operational challenges, then, then how does that help me? So a lot of this is going to be driven by <clears throat> the business model, by how you bill, how you want to get paid. And honestly, Justin, it's forcing a lot of us to reconsider some of the 
fixed fee subscription tiered fee type mm -hmm. models that maybe we haven't adopted in the past. Yeah, I think if if you're interested in, in moving forward in 2022 and you want to start blazing a trail, um, there are obvious compliance restrictions that that exist. And so looking at some of the the, the flat fee arrangements, project-based arrangements that that get away from assets being uh, built on, uh, that gives you the, the the flexibility to to maybe incorporate if you want to go down the rabbit hole a little bit more then then you you have a solution to um, find a business model to help facilitate that yeah I think that absolutely makes sense and it would be nice and everybody that's at a broker dealer or a larger firm might not have this flexibility but but your firm is definitely developing those strategies right now um, I am jealous of those firms that, you know, you hear on the podcast who have been doing the retainer type model, mm -hmm. even though we're not supposed to use that word and already have it implemented. They're going to be in a much better situation to be moving fast on this than some of us uh, AUMers. Right. right. That have to sort of re-educate our clients on why this is a valuable option as well. All right. So the next thing you've, you've, you've talked about your audience. We've talked about sort of the, the level of, um, you know, crypto insanity you want to endure. Um, what are the tools and the solutions that are you going to need to basically build this offering out? Um, and actually what, what are the tools your audience really want? Yeah, I think it was interesting when we went over this podcast today, you asked, are these, are these topics in the right order? And I looked through and I was like, I think so. But I kept going back <laughs> to some of them because so often when we develop traditional strategies, we know there's some tool at the end to implement some software, mm -hmm. even if not ideal, we know it exists. And here in crypto, we still have to let the tools and software we have drive the solutions to a certain extent. I think that's why it's really important that you don't, that you still start with who you want to talk to, who you're trying to mm -hmm. target, what conversations you want to have. Otherwise, you can do this business opposite of how you've been doing your traditional business, and you can start driving it with tools first <laughs> to, to drive the conversations, which is not where you want to be as an, as an advisor, obviously. Yeah, I, I think it's, it, again, it, all these things are sort of building on top and, and circularly connected to each other. But if you wanted to be a crypto anarchist, you know, on the front lines in crypto Twitter, talking to the crypto bros, then maybe you should consider the tools first, because the reality is, you know, Schwab's uh, custody solutions for that group of people is really not going to connect and resonate very well with them. And so thinking about the, the tools and the solutions that would help and benefit that relationship um, actually could be a good, good starting point if that's, that's where you want to go. Yeah. And what, what tools do your clients want, but also what tools are they used to seeing? And do you have mm -hmm. to match that up with your client base? Do you want to prepare them that, Hey, this is totally different and we're jumping into the deep end. Or do you want to drip it out in a way that things look familiar with statements and online portals and, and trading and performance and all that. If you want all that, uh, you're going to, you're going to move slow, which is totally fine. It's certainly the, the, the path with the less, uh, the least amount of friction for your business. Uh, but if you want to move faster, like a lot of our firms do, then you're going to need to make some sacrifices on what the mm -hmm. clients are used to seeing. Yeah. And, and th this always brings up a, a great conversation about what, what do clients ultimately really value? You know, sometimes I think we are, we are so quick to throw all sorts of gimmicks and things that, you know, vendors tell us are really important for, you know, our clients to, to mm -hmm. you know, connect with us. And the honest truth is maybe they help, maybe they don't. Yeah. And what we like to think is they value us, 
but then it comes <laughs> down to it. We come down to make a change with, with a lot of strong and new advice. And we're like, well, do they, do they, or do they really like, you know, some of these other things? And it's a challenge we're always fighting as planners. Yeah. And it's a great point too, that the tools are still very, very raw. I mean, there, there is no retirement planning integration with crypto assets yet. You know, there, there's not a solution out there that pulls in and aggregates all these different sources that you can then take and put into a risk alize. So it's, it's still very much a, uh, you know, piecemeal solution that we, you have to kind of figure out. And again, who are you offering it to makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. And, and the last one you had here, Justin, I think was really interesting, which is what is the message that is going to resonate with your clients? Yeah. And it, it, I think of going back to what I think you said it best, what kind of conversations do you really want to have? Because, you know, me personally, I, I, I love embracing the, the, the future that crypto offers. And that means I'm a little, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely one of those that loves to burn things to the ground. And, <laughs> you know, that, that message isn't necessarily going to, you know, fit with a traditional small business owner who likes, you know, their, their banking relationships and they are, are happy with them. It, that, that message doesn't resonate with that kind of audience. Yeah. And there's a difference between participating in a fight and financing it. And so I think, I think a lot of our clients are, are happy to challenge the status quo and happy to lower fees and reduce barriers and increase access and all that, you know, as far as financing it with their uh, big chunk of their retirement or what they've built up over their whole life, that's a different conversation. Yeah. And think about the opposite way. If you're showing up in your, you know, your suit and your little briefcase and your little, you know, fidelity, you know, digital custody, custody solutions to a Bitcoin maximalist, like that's not going to work either. They, they don't care about your trusted, you know, uh, you know, experienced, you know, traditional, uh, you know, look and feel like that message is not going to resonate with that kind of client. No. And so ultimately you want to find a message that you are comfortable with, one that you believe in, one that you want to share with people. And even if your message is, Hey, I'm really curious here. And there's things, you know, that have proven to be relatively safe and are worth investing in. Let's do that while we explore or, hey, I'm all the way in. Uh, I have 90% of my money here, but that doesn't mean you should. Let's just start here so you can, you can learn why. Uh, it, it needs to be the message you are comfortable delivering at the end of the day, or, or else your clients won't believe you and they won't appreciate it. Yeah, and I think one one thing that is so exciting is the Planner DAO is home to just hundreds of different financial professionals, not just uh, you know fee-only RAAs, not just brokerage, uh, you know, advisors that you can get a, a healthy, well-rounded conversation around these ideas and listen and talk and join the conversation at the Dow and see how people are handling these uh, in real time throughout 2022. Yeah. And those are the discussions we'll be having is, is how are we going to do this as an industry and, and as a business? And what is your RA struggling with and what conversations are you struggling with or trying to have? And, and also what's working. And that's, what's been fun is having so many people in this space to bounce ideas off of it. It was fun last year and it's going to be even better this year. Absolutely. Well, we are so excited for season two of the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friends.